Thank you for tuning into Stepping Stones of Faith. Stepping Stones of Faith is a ministry of Claytonville United Brethren Church. Our service times are as follows. Sunday morning Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship starts at 10.30 a.m. If you would like to join us for any of these services, our address is 106 Elizabeth Street, Claytonville, Illinois, 60926. We hope to see you this morning. Hey, I'm Joshua DeNoyer, and you're watching Walk Through the Psalms with me today, Shannon Bale. We're going to be continuing our study right through Psalm 119 today, verses 17 through 24. Grab your Bibles, open them up. We're about to get into God's Word. Shannon, why don't you go ahead and open up with some prayer, and then we will get started. Absolutely. Thank you for that honor. Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for this word, Lord. We know and we see through Psalm 119 how important your word is to each and every one of us in our daily lives, Lord. Not just on Sundays, but on every day of our life, Lord. We need to be gathering ourselves around your word. So, Father, I ask you as we dive into these verses today, verses 17 through 24, Lord, that you will guide us and direct us through this time of study, Lord, and learning. Father, thank you that you're going to speak to us in volumes, Lord, that we never even thought or could, could imagine, Lord, that you're going to speak right into the hearts of every listener. You're going to speak right into the hearts of Joshua and I. And I pray, Father, that you would receive the glory and the honor and the praise as we dive into this, Lord. We know when your word is spoken, it never comes back void. So, Lord, may it go out and do what it was sent to do, Lord, that is to uh, convict uh, people of sin and to turn them to Christ Jesus as their Lord, Father. Now, we thank you for this word, and we thank you that you have given it to us so we may learn more about how we should live on this earth. And we just love you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, starting in verse 17, this is the third section of this particular passage of Scripture, I believe. And it is... Gimel above this section of scripture. This is the third letter in the in the Hebrew alphabet. So we're going to be dealing with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to be dealing with some things about the heart, some things of the heart today. So verse seventeen, he says, "Deal generously with your servant, so that I might live. Then I will keep your word." This kind of sounds, Shannon, like to me, like uh, if someone was just reading this, like, okay, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Um, mm -hmm. But I think what we need to do, we need to look at it in the in the context of um, when God deals generously with us, we want to keep his word. Even even when God deals, I mean, dealing generously with us could even mean even in the even in the uh, rebukes and the. Um, punishments, chastisements, God can, mm -hmm. that's still dealing generously with us because God could still, God has the power. You think about it. He could, he could take us, just take us out. And mm -hmm. say, I'm tired. I'm tired of this. You're, you're going to be, you're, you're, you're going now you're gone. But God deals generously with us in the fact that he gives us another opportunity chance after chance after chance after chance to get it right and at least to walk rightly before him and so sure. that that makes us want to uh 
keep his word. It's not, it's, it, 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 it sounds like a bargaining chip, <laughs> but it's really just David here or, or the, 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 whoever the writer of this Asaph or, or no, that's the, excuse me. That's the, <laughs> sorry, folks. That's the first letter. This is an orphan Psalm, but uh, the writer of this uh, is basically saying, it's not a bargaining chip. It's something I want to do because you are generous. You are faithful. You are all these things with God. So with, with us and God. So, Amen. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Pastor Josh. You know, as the psalmist starts this section of Psalm 119, he prays that God will deal bountifully with him. It's okay for us to pray to God and say, deal bountifully with me, Lord. That's what he wants to do anyway, right, Pastor Josh? I really, really, truly believe that, that he wants to deal with us bountifully. Uh, the psalmist isn't asking for something insignificant here. He really isn't. He's actually asking, it's a, how do you say it, a big ask. He is asking for bountiful blessings. When we think of the, when we think of blessings, now, and all of us think along these lines in some sort, and I'm not saying everyone does, Pastor Josh. But when we think of blessings, we often think of blessings, blessing of children, that we bless our children, or a financial blessing, or something that would bless us physically, okay? We, 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 that's where our mind goes a lot of times. We're just kind of geared that way. And that blessings do come in them form. So it's, there's nothing wrong with that, folks, okay? But what I think is going on here, even though God does take care of all those needs, our families and our, the food that we need and the finances that we need to take care of our earthly uh, uh, things that we need to do here. I believe the psalmist is praying that God would help him live and keep his word above all things. Mm -hmm. Every time we're talking about Psalm 119, folks, I'm telling you, you're going to hear us talk about the word. Not that you wouldn't in any other verse that maybe we would speak about here on Walk Through the Psalms. But I'm just saying Psalm 119, it just breathes the goodness of God's word. Mm -hmm. I think this is a prayer that every one of us can pray. I do. I really do think this is a prayer. Really, it says, deal bountifully with your servant. If we're his servant, we're, we're praying, Lord, deal bountifully with me. When we begin to read God's word, um, as it were, word as him to reveal to us uh, and ask him to reveal to us, the life-giving words in ways that we have never seen before. In other words, not only do we need to pray for our physical needs, but we also need to pray for God to deal with us when we read his word bountifully in every way in our souls and our spirits. Mm -hmm. I think that's what the psalmist is really wanting here, is he's, he understands that God deals with him bountifully. But he says in the second part of the verse 17, that I may live and keep your word. And it's a capital Y again, speaking of the Lord, your word. So one of the, yeah, go ahead. One of the things I'm over here flipping for scriptures because scripture just come to my mind. But we, you had said, mm -hmm. you had said uh, at the beginning of this, at the beginning of your, mm -hmm. your talk there, that we usually think of um, blessings that are tangible or something like that. And so much can be said about the the so much can be said about the principle of tithing, you know, in that same way. 
people mm-hmm. have when you when you talk about tithing, people don't want to talk about tithing, preach about tithing. <laughs> they, all, they automatically think it means financial thing or giving to God your finances. Well, what what happens if somebody doesn't have an income? How do they tithe? Well, how they tithe, in my understanding of Scripture, it says you give all that you have. If you don't have mm-hmm. finances, you can't give finances if you don't have them. But if you mm-hmm. have, but if you have a joyful spirit, an encouraging spirit, if you have a skill that is beneficial to the body, if you have you know things like that, give to those things. And you mm-hmm. know, and on and on the flip side, people think, well, if I give my tithe, then God will God will bless me hundredfold because we hear that all the time, the TV preachers. But I want to I want to bring this out in Malachi three ten. And then following down from that, because it's more than just financial. 310 says, mm-hmm. 310 says, um, 310, bring your tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And test me on, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing that will not that you will not have room enough to receive it i i rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that it will not destroy the fruit of your ground and the vines of your field i will not fail to um and will not fail to bear fruit says the lord of hosts then all the nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land says the lord of hosts now that's not about finances. That's about tithing is tithing is not about in my, well, based upon the scripture, tithing is not about money. Tithing is not about, um, about what we can get from God for doing that. Hmm. Tithing is all about faithfulness. And, and, you know, when we, when we think about blessings, where does the blessings come from? The blessings come out of faithfulness of his servants. Mm-hmm. God blesses the faithful. And I, and I love the idea and the fact that we have this promise that we can go boldly before the throne of grace and Amen. we can bring our needs and we can bring our victories and we can bring mm-hmm. them and, and God will receive us and God will listen and God will be there. So, so in, in you know, the first couple of verses, deal generously with your servant that I might live. I see that as somebody in their mind calling out upon God and that idea that they can just go into God's presence, you know, right now in the, in, 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 in the new covenant, that's the reality. We can just go into God's presence through prayer and bring our, bring our th- things to him. And it's not because what we will get out of it. It's not for, it's not for the sake mm-hmm. of the answer of the prayer. It's the sake of the, for the faithfulness of knowing that we can do that and doing it and practicing that. And so, well said. Verse 18. We're there, right? Verse 18. Yeah. Open my eyes so that I might contemplate wondrous things from your instruction. Wisdom. Mm. Man, we, we need wisdom. Open my eyes that I might contemplate wondrous things from your instruction. He's saying, enlighten my heart to your word. You know, when, when I read the word of God, if it's if it's a if it's a book that I'm going through that I've read not very often, but 
you know, a couple of times, maybe there, there, there are books that I've read over and over and over again that I can just get understanding from it, from reading it. But if you're reading something like Psalms, or if you're reading something like Ezekiel or Daniel or, or even Lamentations or Jeremiah, those books, I have to then go before God and say, enlighten me into this word. How does it apply? Because if I don't do that, I can, I, I, I myself can lean on my own understanding of the word. Well, this, by the sentence syntax, this is what this means. And, but, but no, what is, what is God bringing to me for the moment that I'm reading it? And that's, that's why it's so, so important. The word is so, um, the word is so different when you read it each time, because God deals with us in the situations we're in and in the now, not in, not in a, because if you read a book like, uh, fun with dick and jane or something and you know dick rides a bike jane follows dick dick throws the ball that's always going to be the same it's always going to be the same thing it's always going to you're always going to get the same perspective from that book the bible is different because it's a living breathing book and god <clears throat> different perspectives on a scripture for the moment that you're dealing with it the book of psalms is great for that. great for that because it deals with it's it's a very emotional book it's a very um a book wrought out of emotions from david and other writers and so we can identify with those emotions in those times when we're reading it and that's why it's living and breathing because god can absolutely and so you know amen open our eyes you know we need to ask mm. god to open our eyes open our eyes not 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 only to his word but but I, but I also see this, Shannon, as uh, you're walking through life. And I always tell my people to be and have an attitude of prayer, have an attitude of the presence of God when you're walking through your life. Because God can open your eyes to a situation, to a person, to, to uh, a conversation, to discern what a person needs and allow you to minister to that need. And it's important to have your eyes open and be enlightened to not only the word of God, but the situations around you, because, you know, we're at, we're both in ministry. You know, you're, you're, you're ministering and I'm ministering. We need to have that discernment and that enlightenment because, you know, when you work at the, when you're working at the church there in, in Pretoria, uh, you, you might go in there and somebody might come in and be distraught or be joyful or whatever. And, you can look at the outward circumstances and say, well, it's because of this, but without the discernment of God, you're not really dealing with the root of the issue. You know, I, I said this on Sunday, you know, it's, I've said it before, but I said it on Sunday too. It's like when you have an infection, like when you have um, like a, like a, a symptom of an infection, a bad infection is an inflamed spleen because that's where you're, for all your antibodies and stuff or, or white white blood cells are made in your spleen so sign of a serious infection infection is in inflamed spleen so you don't deal with that with ibuprofen to get the swelling down you deal with that with the root of the infection you know what's causing the infection you're not just masking it with and so with sin it's the same way with circumstances the same way you can't just look at the outward perception of someone crying and saying, well, this happened at my house. Well, well, you know, God, God will be with you. But, but, and, and you can say that, but 
we should ask God to give us discernment as to as to why they're going through this and then dealing with that root cause of why they're dealing with it and then dealing with the spiritual side because it's all it's it's basically rooted in 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 spirit in the spiritual realm anyway every, every, everything we go through is is rooted in the spiritual realm you know if you mm. if you have a if you have a rambunctious or not rambunctious but rebellious child which every parent has a rebellious child but if you're a christian there's a reason for that maybe i'm getting too spiritual here but there is a spiritual reason for the rebellion you know, and we need to deal with the root, which is the spiritual, um, spiritual problem. It's not just a, sure. you know, you don't, you don't, um, you don't always need to give medication to a hyperactive or rebellious child. There are times when it is needed. Yes. There are times when it's a medical thing. Yes. But not every single situation time. It could be a spiritual situation that needs to be dealt with in the home or needs to be dealt with with this with this person so i'm not discounting i'm i'm, I'm not at all discounting medication doctors and diagnoses at all but i think with the discernment of god we could figure out whether it is something medical or if it is something spiritual and then dealing with it as the lord leads that way so all sure. that to say all all that to say God needs to open our eyes and show us the wondrous things and the, the, the discernment of things around us. And I think that's what yeah. the last year is saying. And I, I think I totally agree with that. I said, you know, I, in my notes, I said, open my eyes. I said, wow, what a statement from the psalmist. You know, these, these are studied people that are writing this word. You know, we have studied people that have written this word, but they did it underneath the guidance of the holy spirit right pastor josh oh yeah so but here's my thing they're saying open my eyes so they don't think they've seen enough yet and we all need to realize that we've never arrived to understanding this word fully you know there comes times where well i'll just say so many times i have read god's word and it fills my soul with understanding i can go into certain scriptures and totally understand what he what the lord's speaking to me through that yeah each situation may be a little bit different, but uh, each time I read the scripture and it'll help that s certain situation for that time. But I know scriptures to go to when I'm feeling down or I know scriptures to go to when I need an uplifting from God. You know, I know there are certain scriptures that will will do that for me because I went to them time and time and time again or once for protection like Psalm 91. We've done Psalm 91 on this on this program. Those are scriptures. These are Psalms that I'll go to for encouragement and guidance and then and, and, and prayer. I'll use them as prayer tools mm -hmm. to get me through whatever this world or this enemy has thrown at me, maybe that week or that day. Um, but there are other times, Pastor Josh, I have just read the Bible and not fully understood what God is trying to convey to me. I'm just being real. Anybody else that's listening to this can tell you the same thing. I wanted to just to put this out there and be practical with you folks. There are going to be times when you get into his word and it just you just don't understand it because you haven't studied it enough. When you come to them places in the word of God, don't think they're contradicting one another or anything like that. It may look like that. I mean, you may even look at a, a, a verse in Proverbs and they may look like they're, you know, there's a contradiction 
in, in one verse out to the next, mm -hmm. but it's not. A lot of times that's just, just them comparing things to one another. You know, you understand this, Pastor Josh, but right. I'm just kind of putting this out there maybe for other folks to understand uh, because, you know, I've ran into this myself. I'm like, Lord, what does that mean to me? I understand what it means to those that were back in the day. I understand uh, that this writer uh, knows his stuff when he comes to writing, but help me with this certain verse, Lord. So I think he's just saying, teach me. I need you, my eyes to be open. So once again, we said this on this, and I know I've said this on this program, but we need to be learners. We need to learn from the Word of God. That's our best teacher is the Holy Spirit. That's why God sent the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I must go because I need to send the Holy Spirit because he's going to do. He's going to guide you. He's going to protect you. He's going to lead you. We need the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. And, and the thing that I need most from the Holy Spirit is for him to be my teacher. I need to learn from him. And that's what happens when you get into those places in your word. And you go, I don't totally understand that. That's why you have pastors in your life. That's why you have, there's 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 places on, on, on the internet that can help you with those types of things. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, study it. That's what I think I see here is he's just saying, open my eyes to these things. Like I said, this prayer for enlightenment to have God open his eyes is a good strategy to follow in learning what our teacher, the Holy Spirit, is trying to teach us as we read the scriptures. That's to me. That's what that's what the psalmist is saying to his brother. And you know, I want to bring out something you said. You know, you read this word sometimes, and it doesn't. You can't comprehend it. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that I want to bring out too is there are times in my life. I'm sure there's been times in your life that you're reading the word of God and not only comprehending it, but it's just like you're just reading a book and you're not getting anything from it. You're not getting anything out of it. It's just feels like you're putting your time in for no reason. I mean, there, there are there are seasons like that. And I want everybody to know that those seasons are normal. Those seasons are they come up from time to time. If you are following God and you're not do, you're not in any kind of rebellion or sin and you're following God and those things do happen in a regular basis, not on a regular basis, but from time to time, those things happen mm -hmm. and be encouraged that those are the, those are what, what I call dry, dry seasons or dry spells in the word. And, and I believe it's kind of, um, I don't want to say a test, but it's kind of like a proving ground to see whether we're going to continue on to move past the hard times to the times of, of springtime, so to speak. You know what I mean? Um, where, sure. where God will open up the understanding. There, there are times, and it's completely normal, and it's completely it's it's it happens to me, and it's happened to me in the past. It's it it's not anything necessarily we're doing wrong. If we're mm -hmm. if 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 we're living in God and doing what we're doing, what we know God wants us to do. Then it's just something that happens, and we're st we're we're encouraged to press on through those times. And still seek God. God, open open my eyes to your word. Open my heart that I might understand. And it may not happen for you that first time or, or, or for, for that whatever time. But keep doing it because one day God will burst open the understanding. And it'll just, it'll be good. It'll be there. 
And so that's an encouragement, my encouragement to you. It, it's happened to me from time to time. And that's when I press in and I still yeah. continue to read and I still continue to do things that God wants me to do. Because I know if I'm right before God, God will answer and God will be with me. So take that as an encouragement from God. Verse 19, he says, I am a resident alien on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. Now, this is, <clears throat> excuse me, folks. This is a um, resident alien. This doesn't mean, you know, spaceships and stuff. But my my Bible says, my other Bible, the MEV, because I'm reading from the CSB today. The, the MEV says sojourner. A sojourner is someone just passing through. You're sojourning. You're passing through, going on a going on a walkabout or something. You would say, say in Australia, you're a, you're a sojourner, and so he's saying that he's a sojourner on earth. He's not. This is not his. This is not his permanent home. Uh, earth is not our permanent home. We're just here passing through. It's like when when we used to go when we used to go from. Kansas to here. We used to go down there and visit and come back on vacations. We'd go through Kansas. We'd go through Missouri. We'd go through Illinois to our place up north from where I'm at now. We were sojourning through Missouri and Kansas and parts of Illinois because our home wasn't in Missouri. Mm -hmm. Kansas. It was in Illinois and it wasn't in the southern parts of Illinois. It was in the northern parts of Illinois. So we were sojourners to get to our home same thing happening with the spirit we are sojourners we're walking through going through this life to get to our real true home and you said it you said you said that uh, we can't comprehend every, every everything we see if if god was to show us seriously i think if god was to show us a glimpse into heaven and just let us have it we, our minds, literally, they say mind blown, our minds would explode. Our brains would explode. Uh, probably not literally, but we would probably have probably uh, some sort of mental disturbance because we, that is too much of information for our finite brains to take in. So that's why we're, we're given glimpses of heaven when we see flowers mm -hmm. in the spring and grass growing and and birds singing in the spring mornings. We're given glimpses of the things of heaven. But if we were to give, be given everything, we wouldn't be able to comprehend it. We would probably have a mental breakdown or mental disturbance because the things of God, you can't comprehend them in this body and in this, in this state. So Yeah, you'll see, even in the Word, I mean, you, you're speaking about the physical things we see with our eyes here and now. But if you've been looking Daniel and the prophets, the uh, you know the major prophets Ezekiel, Daniel, Jeremiah, uh, Ezekiel and uh, Jeremiah or Ezekiel and Daniel for sure, they saw visions of heaven and they were disturbed, man. They were literally disturbed from that vision. I mean, there was one vision that Daniel had that had him not eat or anything for twenty-one days. That mm -hmm. wasn't just because. He thought it was a time of fasting and prayer. That dude couldn't eat. He was in, he was in a disturbed manner waiting for an answer from God mm -hmm. because he had seen things that he couldn't, he couldn't grasp, that he didn't understand. But when the angel came to him and gave him the interpretation of what, what was going on, well, then he understood. You know, he had his understanding then. 
But I think you hit on something there. You know, uh, if 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 God was just opened our eyes to some of those things, uh, it, I think it would disturb us. But I'll be honest with you, we need a little shaken up. We need to be a little disturbed right now, brother. You know, yeah. 2020 has been a shaking time. It's been a disturbing time, but I'm not talking about that shaking and disturbing. I'm talking about the the fire of God coming within our souls and starting a revival within us so it may spread throughout the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the shaking and uh, that's the shaking in the things that I want to see happening to the people of God. Um, I would love, that, go ahead. I'm sorry. I would love. Go ahead. I would just love for me personally, I would love to get a glimpse of the the behind the scenes working of what God is doing in the aspect of what God is going to do for revival and things. I would love to see a glimpse of what God is going to do in 2021 and years past years for future, what God is going to do through the aspect of spiritual things, you know, and <clears throat> You know, I I would I I don't know if how it would affect me, but I would love to see some sort of because you know I'm just going to get real here. 2020 has been horrible, horrible for everyone, and I think everybody needs hope. And I think mm-hmm. for for to have hope, I think the real hope would come for those who could um, understand and see what what God is really doing and I know God doesn't re, re, doesn't reveal that to everyone he doesn't reveal that to, to a lot of people but I think to to give people hope that's why these these programs are so important that we do together in church services and all this 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 world needs hope hope in a in a in a in a distressing time and I would love to get a glimpse of what God is doing spiritually in this time of of distress on everyone else and so you know and we were talking about comprehending things of, of of heaven you look at the book of revelation it describes john describes heaven in chapter 22 i believe it's 21 or 22 and i think it's 22 actually and john used things that the, he was familiar with like streets of gold that was so pure that you could see through them and and rubies and all these things these these were things they understood but if you really if he was really to to try to describe what he actually saw in um things that maybe weren't things we understand he couldn't write them down mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. um their words words really don't do justice to to heaven and to the things and to the things God has for us in 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 the future in heaven. Uh, words don't words don't do it justice and can't really describe it. We can describe it with things that we understand, but we pale in the actual reality of what it is by 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 saying what by describing it by things we understand. So, yeah, let let me get into a little bit of nineteen. Some of the notes I had in here because I we're going to go to a few other scriptures, Pastor Josh. Sure. During this time, but let me just kind of go into my notes. Um, you know, I am a stranger in the earth, and we all are if we're believers in Jesus Christ. This, like I said, this might sound like a weird statement, right? I'm a stranger in the earth. You know, that be honest with you, if you just ask any normal Joe that doesn't know Jesus, 
what do you mean I'm a stranger on earth? You know, it, that's not going to make sense to them because they don't understand the fact that we belong in we belong our, our souls are in heaven. We belong in heaven. You know what I mean? I'm not saying the soul's not within us, but it interacts with God in heaven. So it, it, it has to, at some point, if I say, dare say this word, kind of transport itself there. You know, it's with it's within and it's around God in heaven. So our home is not here if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Now, uh, if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, yes, your home is the earth. Your 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 your, your eyes of understanding haven't been opened yet, just like they talked about in the the prior verses that we talked about. Open my eyes, and that's how he does it. Is he sends his son Jesus Christ to open our eyes. Uh, that's a whole other sermon, so I just need to get off that. But this might sound like a weird statement, but as but as believers, we are not of this world. We have been given life through the blood of Jesus. And with the new life, we have a new home. I understand new life, new home. It's not earth anymore. It's heaven. That's the new life. I'm sure everybody understands that. The home where Jesus presides. It's heaven. Uh, let's turn to 2 Corinthians ver chapter 5, verses 20 through 21. I'm just going to read that out of the New King James. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 20 through 21 reads like this. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God was pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. Anyone that's a non-believer that's listening to this right now, please listen to this. This is for you. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. There is righteousness for you out there. You'd say, oh, there's no one righteous in this world anymore. There's nothing that can be on your right. As a person by yourself, you cannot be righteous. You're, you're thinking correctly if you're thinking that way. But we can find righteousness through Christ Jesus. Yeah. We are Christ ambassadors to a lost and dying world. We literally speak for Christ when we plead, come to God. We are speaking on Christ's behalf. Uh, what an ambassador is, if you don't know what it is, is an authorized messenger or a representative. So we're messengers or representatives of Christ here on earth, an ambassador. As Christ ambassadors, we are giving people something from heaven where we belong. Isn't that amazing to think of, Pastor Josh, that God has given us something as human beings. He has set it within us in Christ Jesus so that we can give something to everyone else from heaven. And remember, you know the, how the prayer goes. Uh, what, how's, the, how's, the, how's the prayer go? On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, give, yeah. you know it's, it's what it says. So we bring heaven to he, God brings heaven to earth through the believer in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. What an honor. What an honor. What a humbling honor to be able to do, to be an ambassador for Christ here on earth. I think if we will take a closer look at that, Pastor Josh, we'll see such fruit in, in, in the way we do things. If we will see ourselves as being ambassadors for Christ and we won't turn the direction of sin and things in our life, we'll keep 
moving forward because we know we're a representative of Christ and we don't want Christ to look bad, right? right. We don't want to be a Christian and someone come to us and go, if you're a Christian, I don't want nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. not being an ambassador of Christ. That's making God look bad. Yeah. You know, we, we don't want to do that. So, like I said, as Christ ambassadors, we are giving people something from heaven where, uh, where we belong. We are no longer citizens of the world, but of heaven. Yep. Don't get me wrong. I am a citizen of the United States of America, and I'll be proud of that till the day I die. Not, you know, not prideful, but I'm proud of it. I'm proud to be an American, and I really, really am. You know, I don't like everything that goes on in America, even today. Here it is, Election Day, and we're talking about this. But, um, you know, I'm not happy how that all works out. And I'm not a very highly political person. I have some views, but my views, I try to line up with the Word of God. So really, that wouldn't be any news to anybody. So I'm going to spare you those things. You know, this isn't a political podcast. But what I'm trying to say I'm not happy with how everything's going and people are putting dirt on one another and things like that. But as Christ followers, we need to continue to, no matter who gets in that office, we must pray for them because that's what a Christ ambassador would do. That person's being put in place by God. Don't think just because you vote, God can't turn things around. You know, he can, he's going to make this the way he wants it. God set these things in order from time past. I think everyone should go out and vote, brother. Don't get me wrong. I am not saying that. All I'm saying, because you have that right, and God's given you that right to vote because you live in America. But I want to tell you something. If we're we're pushing dirt on, say I'm a Republican and someone else is a Democrat, then for, for just for an example, if I'm pushing dirt on them and saying things I shouldn't, and they're a fellow believer in Jesus Christ, I am not being a Christ ambassador that does not look like what's coming from heaven and I, that's not what i want to see and that's not what i want to see for the for the listeners that are in here one more verse and then i'll let you have it okay pastor josh right and return to philippians 3 verse 20 i know i got on a little bit of a preaching process here but please people stick with me it's it, it's worth it um philippians 3 verse 20 says For our citizenship is in heaven. I just spoke to you about this before. From which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a time that Jesus Christ is coming back to earth, his second coming, and he is going to uh, rule and reign on earth for a thousand years. So this tells me that into our citizenship isn't just found my citizenship isn't just found in america i'm in south africa now you know just another example i'm in south africa i have no voting privileges here nothing like that i can't vote on anything here but i can vote you know in, at home i can i can do that but here's the thing really what counts is my citizenship in heaven you know, that's what really, really counts is my citizenship in heaven. And for God to, when we get there, when we get to heaven, for God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I could earn citizenship in heaven. None of us can, Pastor Josh. I know you know that. But I'm telling you, because Christ died for our sins and he rose again and he's coming back again, we can understand that we have citizenship in heaven because 
We are bought with the blood of the Lamb. Thank you for listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I pray that you find value in this content. You can also find an audio podcast of this program on all the major podcasting platforms. Just type Stepping Stones of Faith into the podcast search bar. Once again, I'm Pastor Josh. Thank you for joining me today.